Welcome, Disciple Makers, and thank you for joining us. The Georgia Baptist Mission Board Discipleship Team, led by Scott Sullivan, exists to help churches take the next step toward becoming a healthy, disciple-making church. We've developed tools to help you, like the Watershed Principle, which identifies six main ministries needed to be a healthy church. The Spark Conference, a total church-strengthening event that allows you to access keynotes and breakouts all year long for ongoing training in your ministry area. This year's conference features keynote speakers Fred Luter, Michael Catt, Todd Bolsinger, and Robbie Gallaty, as well as online and in-person regional events. Learn more at www.thesparkconference.com. We also have learning communities across Georgia to sharpen, encourage, and resource leaders personally and professionally. Find a community near you at gabaptist.org discipleship. Don't forget you can find our previous episodes on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and your favorite podcast platform. Now let's join today's broadcast or podcast. Hey, Disciple Makers. My name is PJ Dunn, and I'm excited that I get to serve with Georgia Baptist pastors um, every single day. I'm a discipleship consultant here in the, the North region, part of a team that we have here to help move the needle in discipleship here in Georgia. And we get to do this broadcast uh, because of your cooperative dollar program that that supports what we do here. That's a big part of what we do. Um, but but we're just excited about today's broadcast, even though it's a tough one. So before we get into all of the toughness of that, speaking of tough, over here is Dr. Judy Jackson. Now, uh, Dr. <laughs> Judy uh, has been connected with New Orleans Seminary for over three decades and has a PhD in uh, Christian education. She's taught as an adjunct professor since 1995, and I won't tell you how old I was when that was, but she's been doing it for a long time, and she's very good at it and known for talking about total wellness uh, with the minister um, and just what it has to do with pastors. Uh, Dr. Judy, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to this discussion, even though, um, you know, in, instead of getting to exercise, we're having this discussion, but it's all right. That's right. That's right. We all missed the gym this morning so that we could be on this call. I don't I'm not a hypocrite. Okay, here we go. So, um, but but we're excited that you're up here in North Georgia with uh, Dr. Yeah. Jackson as he serves. We'll find time. We'll, we'll find time later, right? Yeah, that's right. We'll find time. We'll go right after this. And then we have Dr. Marcus Glass. Now, Dr. Marcus is a friend uh, down there at Albany, Georgia, when I was living down there. And uh, he has an earned doctorate from United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio, adjunct professor with Beulah. And if you thought that was a lot, uh, he is also a lead pastor as a bivocational, but there's no such thing as bivocational. It's just full-time with bad pay. And so he does that <laughs> and he serves at the uh, fire department there in Albany, Georgia wow. and as a dad and a father. I don't know. I didn't get all the titles in there, but, uh, but we're glad that you're with us this morning. Hey, glad to be here this morning. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks for having us on. Well, everyone, the, we're talking about health and disciple making and um, some relevant data to today's broadcast as we just get going is, is not just all physical, but there are a lot of aspects uh, to the physical realm. And so you talk about nearly half of pastors don't even feel like they get enough sleep, you know, before we get out of bed in the morning, we don't even think we went to bed on time, you know, and what is on time anyway, right? Everybody's got a different clock, but, you know, pastors just aren't getting enough sleep. Um, and, um, and then on top of that, you have things like high blood pressure and cardiac events, cholesterol, depression, anxiety, 
um, all these different aspects of our health that come together. And the bottom line is that if we're going to be disciple makers, um, and some of you are in that lead pastor role, some of you are in that second chair role this morning wa uh, watching, it can just be stressful. It can be hard on your life. Sometimes when that person is sharing their story with us, we eat that story, you know, we consume that. And sometimes we carry that um, uh, emotionally with us for a long time. How are we healthy um, uh, sharing that with others? How are we giving that over to the Lord in prayer? How are we balancing all those things in our life? And, and just briefly for me, um, you know, disciple making, um, I thought I was pretty good at it. I thought I was doing pretty well. And um, those of you that follow the broadcast have heard me say that a few times, but in this particular season, uh, food just got in the way. And I didn't know that food was the, the thing that was going to keep me from making disciples because it was the thing that was supposed to help me make disciples, right? Like who doesn't want to share a cheeseburger with PJ and have a great afternoon, right? Like that's the, but it turned out I didn't need the cheeseburger. And it turned out that um, I'd had one too many. And so I had gotten to a place where I'm at the water park and I couldn't ride a ride. I couldn't ride the ride on the water. Now, I don't even like water parks. I don't even like water rides. I don't like them when I'm big and when I'm small, it's like green eggs and ham. All right. Like I just don't want to do it, but I couldn't go on the ride. And my friend Ryan, who was with us that day, you know, I had convinced them to come and be a part of the day so that I could spend some time and, and kind of invest in that relationship. And I found myself waiting for an hour and I thought, well, that didn't pan out. Like I'm supposed to be with him talking and I'm down here. So if I'm down here, why am I not in the game? So, so my weight had become an issue. It had gotten in between how I was going to, um, to invest in his life. And so Dr. Judy, just to kick off the first mm -hmm. question to you, um, just to find healthy for us in this broadcast. Gosh, PJ, just even hearing your story is such a great example of how we hone in on one particular area. And we think, well, I'm doing well here. And that makes us ignore the other. So I almost want to say pull back and let's look at the bigger yeah. picture because health is not um, just the absence of disease. I mean, yay, if you're not dealing with that, but there are some people who are dealing with disease who maybe have a better um, outlook or a better um, perspective on the total health of their life. Um, I like to use the scripture Luke 2.52 when I think about um, the need for balance in our life. And in the um, New American Standard, I think it is, uh, the translation says, and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, in favor with God, and in favor with man. And so as you hear that scripture, I want you to also note what you didn't hear was he didn't um, keep increasing in favor with man. Um, and especially in favor with God, right? That he, um, that all of these things were important. So as we step back and we say, well, what, what does health look like for me? Well, I want to ask you, are you, are you just considering the physical or do you realize that, um, or are you just considering the spiritual and not realizing that the other aspects of your life are so important? Um, so he kept increasing um, physically, he kept increasing spiritually, he kept increasing mentally, he kept increasing emotionally and socially. And then even in our world, we, we add also the whole idea of um, being in tune with our environment. Um, how are you doing vocationally? How are you doing financially? <laughs> All right. And then before you get overwhelmed, I'm going to step back a little bit more and just say, let me give you three thoughts um, on what we're looking for. We're looking for balance. 
So that Luke 252, we're looking to thrive. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my life verses is John 10, 10, where Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And PJ, when I hear your story, I hear um, that the thief was stealing, <laughs> killing, and destroying your, your heart's desire to be in relationship with people. Um, so I want you to thrive because Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And I love the translation that doesn't just say abundant life, but life to the full, not a full schedule. <laughs> as yeah. you mentioned before about not getting the schedule, not getting the sleep, but fullness in the sense that you are doing what God called you to do. And you're not being hindered by that. And then that third thought is just being intentional. So looking for balance, looking to thrive and being intentional. We all know that scripture from Colossians 3.17 that says, whatever you do in word or do, deed, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all um, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it for the glory of the Lord Jesus. So we've got to be intentional about the things that we do. So does that kind of um, give you a sort of a bigger... And you, should, you should be a professor. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I just went to school and I felt happy and shamed and called out in the middle of class. Like right now, like I've been, I've been called out. But yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great idea. The, the idea of fullness, right? Yeah. And, and that one of those things can get in the way, but it also can get too far in the way. And so it can make yeah. you feel like you're crippled when you're not. Um, and, and it's just, we're, we're natural beings where we, we go one way and then we go back the other way. And then it's just like, oh, this week I'm going to go all out. I'm never going to eat a carb the rest of my life. <laughs> or this week I'm going to pray, you know, 60 minutes every morning, you know, going to wake up at 4 a.m. And I don't know about y'all. But the Lord doesn't meet me at 4 a.m. I've met many a good pastor that meets him there at 4 a.m. Marcus gets met at 3.30 in the morning, but I don't get met at 4 a.m. No. Uh, I'm still sleepy. And so I, that's just not my time, right? But 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 we tend to just swing and overreact. And so your idea is, is, is balance, right? Like mm -hmm. scripture is reminding mm -hmm. us there is balance, uh, balance and uh, fullness to that. And and. Marcus, I, I really, I'm just dying to hear from you a little bit this morning too. And of course we're recording this in the morning. Everybody's picked that up, right? And so, cause we're, we're all morning people. We're up, we're going, yeah. Uh, but not 4 a.m. And uh, Marcus, you love a good workout. You know, if anybody's your friend on Facebook, they're going to know that you have a Planet Fitness uh, membership hashtag right there. Maybe they'll sponsor this podcast for us. Um, but, but I know that you do that to encourage people, uh, but you're a busy man. Uh, so just tell me, how do you, you know, what's your struggle with that and how do you make it happen? Um, I'd say, uh, first of all, again, thanks for having, having me on. And uh, I like what uh, Dr. Jackson talked about uh, with that, that balance. And it really speaks to um, what you must have as a, um, a person that wants to grow. Um, I'm thinking of um, um Mark chapter four, when Jesus talks about parables, he talks about being good ground. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the things that we talk about in, in, in those um, encouragement, but broadcast, short broadcast that we do is try to bring some awareness and try to bring something that is good ground for other people. Um, for me, it is having spiritual capacity. Um, and when I think about spiritual capacity, it is, um, to the degree which we understand who we are and what we want the most. What am I, what am I feeding myself? Uh, in Mark 4, Jesus talks this parable about good ground. What type of ground soil are you? Are you wasting? Are you, I mean, are you just, you haven't been agitated. You haven't been, you haven't cultivated the, your own soil. Are you, are you stony ground? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you not have roots? Are you, are you just, is it sometime the word comes in you, then it's taken away. Are you thorny ground? Are you, are you stressed and worried? And when we talk about exercising, I want to, I realized that um, I needed to change some things about who I was because no matter what word that I get in all of those instances, the word was given, mm-hmm. it was sold unto him, but do we, do we have spiritual capacity to keep the word because it's always drawn away from us? And if I, uh, me, I, there's so many hats that I have to wear. And I realized that um, working out for me um, was something that I wanted to keep. It, I, I didn't need it to be a, a summer thing or a spring thing. Um, I wanted to get that good part. And mm-hmm. that is being able to hold on to something, being able to hold on to the job, being able to hold on to my uh, position as a leader within my home, my father, uh, a husband. And the only way I was going to do that is I had to, to, to take a spiritual look at myself what, what, what's my capacity? Am I filling myself up with the world? Am I filling myself up with just food? Am I just trying to be comfortable? Or can I have, as Dr. Jackson said, balance in all those things, check my spiritual capacity and have good time management. Without that time management, I would not be able to do the things mm-hmm. that I do. And I, I, I realize uh, one of the things that I uh, use is the three H's. Every day, in order to balance myself, I got to put something in my head I got to do something for my heart and I got to do something for my health because yeah. we really give out of the overflow of a full life. And if mm-hmm. I'm full of just junk, if I'm full of just uh, worry, I can't give the others. So I want to be able to put out uh, just as much as I take in. And it's about being able to hold those things with uh, spiritual capacity. Understand. My goodness, you should be a pastor. So like that was that was fantastic. And, and you shared that with us once before on our broadcast mm-hmm. and it really stuck with me. And so um, we had, we've moved. And so we've had some transition when transition happened, your schedule just goes in the air. Right. And, yeah. and so, uh, we've moved a lot in our, in our lifetime. So my, my kiddo is eight and she's lived in eight houses. And, and so when you start thinking about everything in between all that, you start realizing how in the world do you keep any kind of a rhythm when you have that, we well, have to fight differently for it every day. So I think one thing the Lord has been showing me is that it's just different. Like you keep thinking it's this one thing, PJ, like if you just did this one thing, then your life would just be perfect. You'd never have this issue again. You'd go on to something else. And, and all the perfectionists watching are like, oh, that's me. And, and so, yeah, that's what I struggle with. But, you know, um, quiet isn't going to make it on my calendar unless I put it there. Right. And, and working out um, mentally, uh, physically and spiritually isn't going to make it onto my calendar unless I put it there. So I would love to have some people in the chat right now, just go ahead and mark, uh, what they do for that. You know, some, some of this is just easier for some people because we think that visually they're just getting it right. They, they're, they're rock solid. They they're ripped and they got it, but this has nothing to do with physical appearance. Just want to say that out loud, right? You, You can't go on somebody's profile page, look at their picture and say, ah, they get physical wellness. Because yeah. that's just not what it is, right? It's yeah. it's more holistic. So let me I'm gonna double click on that. So why is that the case, Marcus? Why why is just body composition not the the whole picture of physical wellness? Um, it, it doesn't encompass who we are. Um, we can be physically okay, but then mentally um, we can be you know checked out. Um, and sometimes what we if we don't take a spiritual inventory. If we don't look at ourselves and just be honest, hey, 
why am I doing what I do? What's my why? Why am I, if I'm working out all the time, what, am I just getting away from something else? And that's why I do it. Am I just a gym rat just because, hey, I don't want to deal with any, any other thing that I do. Um, and, and so even I can look good on the outside. And I think it goes back to, I'll say it again, it goes back to the parable of what Jesus says. Listen, I can look like I'm good ground, but, but what's my capacity to be able to hold on to what I have? And if I don't cultivate um, uh, what I'm doing, I can be, I can be, I can have a Martha experience. You remember what Martha said to Jesus? Hey, listen, I'm in here doing all of this stuff. I'm moving, <laughs> I'm making, I'm, I, I got all this stuff going on. Jesus, tell Mary to come and do what I'm doing. Tell her to get busy. And then Jesus says, wait a minute now. <laughs> You're so busy with all this other stuff that you can't hold on to the great part that you need to do. And that is that sometime get at my feet. And if you get that good part, it's what you what you have won't be taken away from it. He says, she's got a good part that will not be taken away. That's a full balance. And knowing when to, to work and knowing when to sit down at the feet of God and process mm -hmm. everything we're doing so we make sure our motives are right. Yeah, Dr. Jackson, go. I know you want to go. Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> I have some. My mind is just swirling. You know, one of the things, because uh, we used the word gym rat, and I was anything but a gym rat, because one of the things I loved was just being outside. Um, I, I'm, I learned early on that we actually have personalities for exercise, and I am not a party animal um, when it comes to exercise. I want to be on a walk by myself or with a friend. And so when I hear this, I... I want to say, you do you, you do you, you figure out what is going, what you're going to do. You know, we can sit here as a professor. I can tell you the best exercises to do, but when it comes down to it, if you're not going to do it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just to be able to, to find that thing. And the other thing, while balance is a goal, it's really hard to achieve. I, I believe that that's kind of where, um, is in Philippians 1, 6, where we're looking forward to that day when we, when we will be perfected in Christ Jesus. Yeah. But, we, but we can look for those places. Uh, you know, Dr. Glass mentioned um, that we can be so focused on the physical that we forget that we've got a family at home. You know, we say, well, my best time to exercise is right when I get off work. Well, that may not be great if you have small kids at home or if you have a spouse. You need to figure out how to balance that um, and how to maybe pull that person into that. So, you do you, but realize that you're doing it um, with all these other aspects in mind. Well, I um, um, would love to know what the stories are for people. So, I mean, I, hopefully everybody's filling up the chat right now and they're, <laughs> and they're putting in their comments and saying, hey, this is what works for me because we really want the picture to be, there's not one silver bullet. Like we're not putting mm -hmm. anything out today that says we can do that um this way and and you get this outcome every single time it's just different for everybody and so i think that's why god made us all um unique and um you know it's it's such a sensitive issue because um i, I made the internet mad a couple of weeks ago all right so i put a post out there that said uh food is fuel not disciple making and in the in the thing is that um that's true of many things that we call disciple making just being friendly isn't disciple making just mm. just hanging out isn't disciple making mm. um there's so much in disciple making that is a um a holistic approach to becoming like jesus and so when i talk about it i talk about first john four right that we get to be god's love to other people that we mm. need to know god we need to reflect god and and when i get to to be god's 
uh, reflection to somebody else, then they're going to become more like Jesus. And that's a lot of disciple making. And so loving God is a big part of this and reflecting his love to others. Um, and that's not just one area. And, and that's something that the Lord is just drilling hard in me. And when you get the opportunity to talk about it, it just looks different every time, you know, mm -hmm. I, I walk up to talk and open up scripture and wouldn't you know that all came out differently today uh, than it did six months ago because the Lord continues to refine. So I, I guess, you know, when we talk about health and disciple making and having to be healthy uh, to make a disciples, we're not looking for excuses not to make mm -hmm. disciples. We know that's an imperative and we need to do it um, today. So um, um, Judy, I think I'll give you this one first, but like, what are some, what are some ways that we can be well and make disciples like how can we be better at that disciple making and be well well it's interesting because you mentioned how it's so um convenient to go grab a lunch or a meal or something with somebody and and spend that time and let me go back to that little phrase you do you if god has put in your heart <laughs> that um that you need to watch what you're eating every time you meet over a meal isn't um an exception we, we tend to have a lot of exceptions in our life, and I don't mean to be trite, but you either live a life full of exceptions or you live the exceptional, exceptional life, and that's really been a challenge for me is to think, well, what is it that I want to do with that? So maybe when somebody says, hey, um, can we grab lunch, da, 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 and say, you know what, um, you know what would really be better? How about if we just get coffee, or how about if we just go get um, you know, soda. Or what about crazy? How about walking and talking? <laughs> How about, you know, grabbing that person and say, yeah. you know, I've got a friend who really likes to meet on a regular basis. And it was during the COVID break when I didn't have a regular schedule that we got into the habit of walking together once a week um, at seven this morning. Um, you know, but it, it, it's good because it's a time set apart. And you know, for those of us who are like, I got to be doing, got to be doing, um, for me sometimes to sit down for an hour over coffee, and this sounds so selfish, but that sometimes was hard to work into my schedule. But if I could multitask yeah. and meet with that person while exercising. Um, so those are, I guess, some things that just kind of come to mind. And, you, you know, you asked um, about how this, you know, might affect is that just kind of where you're going about how this might affect us you know I think when we are um when we are so distracted with um being unwell unhealthy unbalanced um our focus is off do you find that it's hard to mm -hmm. focus on somebody else uh it's like when you just when you get sick you know you you talked about that you had a really tough bout with COVID didn't you do I remember that yeah and you know it's you're a very caring, outward-focused person, but I kind of... Uh-oh, the fires we'll, are up. We'll see if the fire needs to be put out. Yep. <laughs> right. But you know, we, even though that's your personality, when you're sick, well, who are you thinking about? You're thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, make, make yeah. me better. And so that's another reason to, to think towards wellness, to think towards that wholeness, is that so we can have our focus on other people. That's good. That's good. Marcus, what, what are your thoughts? Um, um, for me, I say the other day, well, not just the other day. Um, one of the things I noticed, um, when I turned over to start just eating healthy, doing all my running, doing all of the things I realized, uh, PJ and, and, and those of you in the chats, let me know how, how, what do you think about this? Um, when I would eat food, 
certain foods that had an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ate something that didn't agree mm-hmm. with me, uh, it made me sleepy, it made me sick, mm-hmm. it, 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 it boosted my cholesterol, or if I ate food that was healthy for me, it made me better. And we've got to ask ourselves, when we get ready to do discipleship, when we sit down with someone, are we evaluating who we're talking to? Because if we evaluate who we talk to, to we know, hey, listen, hey, this guy right here uh, or, or female, they're, they're overweight. We don't need to just go and, and, and mm-hmm. go to a buffet and just get a big deal. That, that's, that may not be what they need. And we got to ask ourselves, when we're trying to relate to someone, are we adding to them? Or, or, or let me put it this way. Are you making them sick or are you making them well? Wow. Yeah. What type of, wow. what type of, are you bringing nutrients um, to the relationship or are you adding or subtracting to them? Say, I'm sitting mm-hmm. with you and I can't over relate to you that I give you so much of what you don't need. Here I am. Um, am I comfort food or am I healthy food? You got, you got to ask yourself, what, who am I to this person that I'm sitting down with and what kind yeah. of, after I leave this person, am I going to have, am I going to, am I just um, pushing them further into who they are? Yeah. I just want to relate to you so much here. You know, this is going to make you, it's, it's going to make you sick after we, but, but you enjoyed it. You enjoyed the conversation. So the only thing we talked about was others. The only thing we talked about was what was in the news. Did I add to you or did mm. I take away uh, when you left the conversation and you left better than you were. So we got to ask ourselves when it comes to discipleship, when it comes to us sitting down with anybody, evaluate that person you're in front of and don't just give them what they want, give them what they need. So wow. when you leave there, yeah. uh, they're better for having sat down with you. I think that's the effects that we ought to ask ourselves when it comes to discipleship. And it's a, and it's a discipline. It's you, you learn over time. Like this is, this is the physical part of me. And when I invest in somebody else, this is how I feel when I ate the, you know, this is what they did. You know, oh, that didn't work so well. So you, you, you pivot, you, you try something differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and as y'all were talking, I just thought, you know, again, how much of this is, is, is in the mental side of things. And so when mm-hmm. I say, you know, food is fuel, I have to, I'm, I'm reminding myself of that, right. That's a personal mm-hmm. thing that I know that mm-hmm. I need to remind myself of, um, that doesn't mean I always make the perfect meal choice. Um, but I go back to a, a time, um, you know, I said that we had moved that, you know, it's tongue in cheek, but they're not always easy. And so we had had one that was really hard. We were in between two moves that were going pretty hard in between two jobs. And I was just broken. And, um, and if you've ever been in a place where you just didn't smile and the sun wasn't bright, um, you just don't know what it's like till you get there. And, and I was just broken. And so a couple of weeks into this, Christina, you know, my wife, she looks at me and she's like, I think, I think you need to go get some help. And so I sought out a counselor and I said, you know, this is, this is where I'm at and these are the issues. And, uh, and through counseling, I was able to see the sun brighter, you know, because I couldn't get to 10 steps down the road because I didn't take the first step. And I think some of us watching today need to evaluate where we're at on what our next step is. And for me in that season, it wasn't just go to the gym and ignore it. It wasn't mm-hmm. just pray more at that moment. It wasn't just uh, say it's going to get better and, and get a little bit more sleep and there's not an issue. There was an issue. And the issue was that I needed to go get some professional counseling. And so certainly at this point, two years after COVID has hit, we've all rode the emotional roller coaster of up and down. And this is great. And, you know, we're riding a high one. It is just exhausting. 
And so if we're not, if we're not evaluating where we're at in our mental health, how can we expect to show up to a disciple making relationship and mm -hmm. invest something into somebody else when we don't have anything else to give? Now we know we're giving Jesus. We know that the answer is we can't, I can't give me to Marcus. All right. Like Marcus doesn't want that anyway. And so like, I can't pour that out. It's all about Jesus back and forth in this relationship, but talk about mental health, um, Dr. Jackson, just a little bit of what you've seen with pastors over the years and how we know what that next step is for us to take. Wow. Well, I'm, I want to kind of go back even to what a story we, some of us may have looked at during Holy Week. And it was in John 13, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And there are some key um, phrases in this. Let me just, let me read you um, a, a, just a couple of things. Like in the very first verse, it says, it was just before the Passover festival and Jesus knew that his hour had come. And um, he said, his hour had come to leave the world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And then you skip to verse three and it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So, or however your translation then says it, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And then we know the rest of the story, he proceeded to wash their feet. And that was such an important encounter. Um, when you talk about um, mental health and mental just wholeness, um, you know, a, a, a phrase like food is fuel. It's, it's a message. It's, it's a message. And what kind of messages are we feeding our minds? What are we putting in there? Jesus, Jesus knew these things. Why did he know these things? Because he had been in an intimate relationship with his father. And because he had been in an intimate relationship with his father, he was not so distracted um, by the circumstance that he couldn't then be in a, um, a, a servant relationship with the people that God had put in his care. And so there's a, you know, it's not just like, okay, mental, mental or emotional wellness, go see a counselor, physical wellness, go to a gym. It's so interconnected, I think. And so... What I see is, um, as you said, is pastors, ministers pouring into other people, forgetting that they need to be poured into as well, whether it's from a mentoring relationship, um, certainly back that up into their own intimate relationship with God. Um, there was a day when I was training for marathons and um, I had a friend who was like, yeah, that's really good. But when do you, when do you run? And I said, like, oh, I got to get up at five, six in the morning and to get in a long run. And he said, like, when do you have your quiet time? I'm like, well, that's not a very fair question. Of course, I pray while I run, or of course, I do such. But it was really, it was that targeted question that God used to say, well, you set us apart time for this. What are you, you know, let's come back to what are you, how are you setting apart time for, for me to pour into you? So, you know, it, it's not a simple answer, like, check, let's take care of our mental or emotional well-being. It's, are we, what do we know about what God has called us to do? And are we acting out of that? Oh, that's so good. Uh, what do you say, Marcus? Yeah. Uh, so uh, three things real quickly that come to mind when we look at, uh, if I see where I, um, here I am as a pastor, here I'm as a bivocational, as you see, I have my work clothes on. I, I mean, I, <laughs> Um, I'm Bible. I got to make sure my health is. Right. I want to be able to lead our people. 
I want to be a good steward of everything that God has entrusted to me. I think at some point we got to realize that uh, we need the strength of God to make it. One of the things uh, that God told me, everything that you do that is, that is powerful, it will be done by my power. Mm. And, and I got to check my gauges just like I do in my car when I get mm-hmm. in mm. and that I'm not on empty. And so uh, in order to do that, it takes me to uh, reevaluate. So here I am today. I got to I got to check my gauges right quick. I, I got to reignite. Uh, I like what um, um, John Maxwell says. After you uh, create something, go back and reevaluate and don't be afraid to reignite it by one reevaluate it and then resetting. Mm-hmm. I, I got to look at where I am. Am I on empty? Is this working for me? Uh, Frederick Nietzsche said that um, a, a person that has a, a why uh, can overcome anyhow. Mm-hmm. It makes <laughs> what's my why? Have, have we got, and, and we've got to go back and look at the mission statement. We got to go back and look at what how we first started out. Am I still running at this pace, or have I slowed down? Have have I stopped? And 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 one of the things that we realize is there's a drift, and that drift is not something that we do that that happens fast. It happens over a period. I started doing something. I loved it. It was great. I love the pastor. I love the job that I'm in. But now I'm it's began began to be something that is just wearing on me. So let me look at it let me look check my gauges and then let me go don't be afraid to say you know what let me rediscover my values let me rediscover Mm -hmm. why thing so now i can run run at peak capacity and ask god to enlarge the capacity of your container uh (laughs) small but now if i keep evaluating i'm letting god continue to grow me it's about growth i don't want to be i want to be a small container all my life. I want to be able to grow because there's a call on our life to grow. And if I don't go back and look at my gauges, if I don't go back and I'm still giving out the same stuff, listen, on to tomorrow, my ceiling needs to become my floor. I should not have the same ceiling. Mm-hmm. The ceiling that I looked up to, I should be to conquer that. And that will never happen if I don't go back and reevaluate, mm-hmm. uh, reset, so I can go further on today than I, that I did on yesterday. Well, if our bodies are vessels, uh, my container <laughs> ship is ready, and now I feel bigger and better than Marcus Glass. So I'm going to walk away with that as a as a win. Um, but brother, that is that is great. Thank you for for sharing that. And um, you know where where my head goes is um, if you're going to be a disciple maker, you have to lead by example. And there are disciple makers watching this broadcast all around the world. We have a, a friend in India who watches them every time they come out. We have friends in Australia. Um, and then, of course, we have our main audience, which is here in Georgia. And disciple makers, if you're not going to lead by example in this area of wellness, mm-hmm. and, and I think we've defined that in a, in a holistic way on this broadcast um, then, then God can't use us to the fullest. It's not that mm-hmm. he won't use you in the ways that he can. It's not that you won't have opportunities. It's not that you may even think things are going well, but it's just not going to be to the fullest potential that it could be. So if you need to reach out for help, that's why we have learning communities all across Georgia, where we want disciple makers mm-hmm. to, to iron sharpen iron one another. And Marcus is in one of those down there in Albany, Georgia with bivocational guys who have no time, anytime, <laughs> and they still make time to show up every other week together and have 
uh, a little bit of a free meal and and talk with one another and just say, hey, you know, how did Sunday go? You know, and, and it's y'all staff meeting. And I just love that because we do need that. Like even in the busyness of where we're at, we need to have community that 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 does that. And mm-hmm. and um, and so I just want to say thank you to both of you for just being champions in this area for me. When we were talking about doing this uh, broadcast, I was like, man, there's there, these two people. This is who we need to have on this broadcast today. And I think that the Lord has definitely used that. And so, um, Dr. Judy, I'll give you one final word, but also wanted to say thank you for joining us today. One final word. Go for it. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, OK, be Jesus to the people around you. What did Jesus do? He. I just I read that passage in John 13. Um, why could he do that? Because he had a confidence of what he knew. And we're called to serve. We're called to love. We're called to go. Let's do that in confidence, not dragging all the baggage, but allowing God to unpack that baggage so that we can serve him fully. Love it. Dr. Glass, go for it. Final word. Let's be good ground. Let's be good ground. <laughs> that ground that holds on to what God has given us, even in the midst of trials and tribulation, don't let go of the seed of God's word because everything you do that is powerful will be done by the power of God. Bless you. Gosh, I just feel like throwing something. I need to find it. I got this little (laughs) tissue. It's allergy season. We'll just throw that. Like we got like hands in the air. Okay. So uh, Lana, Lana Meldon, thank you so much for producing today. She works very hard to coordinate all of our schedules every time to do Mm -hmm. these broadcasts and be on the recording. So thank you for that. And thank you again to the cooperative program uh, for making this happen. Go and make disciples and lead by example. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We want to continue the conversation from today's broadcast in a learning community near you. These learning communities are designed to celebrate your biggest wins, resource your greatest need, and help you finish well. We also want to give you a free gift, the five discipleship shifts most churches need to make to produce world-impacting disciple makers. You can download this resource by going to ministryboom.com. This five-page PDF is a discipleship alignment checklist. The Georgia Baptist Mission Board is able to provide resources like this because of gifts from Georgia Baptists to the cooperative program. For more information on this broadcast and a customized discipleship plan for your church, visit gabaptist.org slash discipleship. Engage with us on your time through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all podcast platforms. Lastly, if you've benefited from this conversation today, please share this with a friend as we seek to help churches make world-impacting disciple makers.